Hey everybody, this week's episode of the R&R Show is brought to you by Crafting Kingdoms. And hello, hello, Rel. how are you doing? That's a good start. <laughs> the best way to start. You know, it's even better that oh, we're starting this way. It's just funny, you know, and look, I'm in a place with no games whatsoever. I'm back home. I'm Yay. so happy to be back home. Yep. Uh, folks, you've heard, you, you know, I've been here, all, I was out of the house for almost three months uh, due to plumbing issues, but they've gotten everything fixed we're just waiting for all the stuff from storage to return it'll be here in a few days thankfully i cannot wait to get everything here i miss my games i just miss the games you yep. know and uh yes. almost like my security blanket but i do have some games in the closet here and i have games uh plenty of games to uh, play to get me through but anyways it's uh almost thanksgiving uh, week i mean it is thanksgiving week it's almost thanksgiving yep. how are you doing richard i'm doing fine especially because i've got my good buddy here the adventurer from crafting kingdoms this is actually on GameFound right now, and they're sponsoring the show. It's called The Adventurer, and I, it, this is a big boy. Uh, you can barely even see it um, on screen, even if I give myself. Uh, th this has a lot of really cool features. It's crowdfunding right now, and it's so big, to show it off, I had to set up a new camera angle I've never used before. Let me go to this overhead view, and look at this thing. So... There are several really cool features uh, about this. Um, one of them is the flexibility and the variety you have because um, it comes with three different sets of straps, backpack style straps, um, over the shoulder straps, you see one on front, and we've also got a pair of handle straps. And the reason there are all these straps is because they're not pre-attached. Um, you can snap them on however you want. You can have the shoulder strap go, uh, you know, across or from one side to the other. I could actually take this shoulder strap off. You know, this is kind of like a standard way you uh, sling it over your shoulder, right? I could just go on ahead and unsnap it down here and put it over here on the back. And now... I've got one that it hangs um, lengthwise like that in case you don't want your boxes to shift. Um, and not only does it have all this flexibility, you don't care about over-the-shoulder straps, hey, you can just turn it into a backpack because it's got all these on the back. So there's lots of different ways you can set it up. And uh, other cool features about it, I real for people who love to take their mats, I mean, I've got practically a game convention's worth of games in here, which I'll show you in a second, but, you know, the mats aren't going to fit, but the, it comes with these cool little uh, things that you can put, you roll up your mats, put them in, and then cinch it down, and you've got your player mats that you can carry around with you everywhere, too. So that's a really nice touch. Let me go on ahead and open it up. And, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff in here. Let's see here. Where's the zipper? Uh, it's waterproof. Uh, materials, so you don't have to worry about going out in the rain. And hey, I'm the life of the party with Monolith and Terra Nova and Ortalum and Sumatra and a whole bunch of other games. But hey, it's not just these seven big full-size games that I've got. There are um, games inside the front. I've got... Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> room for little tiny games. Farm Fuss. And, uh, um, let's see. Oh, I'm really actually excited to play this one. The latest from Shady Torbay, Stellarium. That's actually a medium-sized little box fitting in just these side pockets. And how about some Zombie Crisis? I'm not done yet. I brought even more games to the party, Ruel. Coming into the side things. <laughs> hey, Memory of Embers. And more, more, more. Do you wow. feel like some um, sunset over water? That's a nice little one. You got room for big ones and little ones. Hey, how about Marvel Remix? Or if you prefer Star Trek, Star Trek Missions. There's still more, well, that I'm bringing to game night. Oh, my gosh. This box this never ends. Hey, here's uh, Star Trek Pinball, if you don't feel like a Star Trek card game. Shapers of Gaia. All of this stuff. And wow. um, the, because this is so flexible, the way that you can um, mix and match how you want the straps to go, it just gives you a, it, it, it makes it as comfortable as possible for you to carry it in whatever way works best for you. If you want to sling it over your back, you want to sling it over your shoulder, you want to just carry it on the side like an attache case, you can do it because of all the flexibility of how you can put all of your different... Um, straps on and it came, comes with all these straps really cool ideas i've wow. never really seen anything quite like it the adventure Phew. that is so neat and yeah that is rotocon in a bag right yeah that definitely definitely you know <laughs> wow. but that's not all little pockets oh it's so cool that is not all because uh crafting kingdom in addition to uh fundraise to do the adventurer bag which, by the way, folks, one lucky viewer of this show can win. We'll tell you about that in a second, how to enter to win. Let's go back to the overhead view. 
I talked about how, hey, that's really nice that you can um, carry your mats around, uh, right? Uh, you on that little side thing? They're also uh, putting out a new line of full table mats you can use. And it comes in, was it, six different colors, eight different sizes. Uh, it's really, really nice quality. A very, um, you know, tight mesh uh, fiber. I, I'm scratching with my fingernail. I'm not seeing any kind of scuffing on it. That's really nice. But... I'm bearing the leads. I have never seen a board game mat do this ever. Are you ready, Ruel? I am ready. Boop. LED strip. Oh, wow. yeah. This is so <laughs> cool. I forget how many different colors you can just tap and cycle through. Green and blue and purples and reds and um, you know, orange. And I think there's a gold in here. Cool. Um, so you got all these different ones you can go with. You uh, Or you can go with, like, this is one where it's just like, Fading up and fading down between the different colors. Okay, there goes the green, here comes the blue. Or you can do more of a Christmas tree type thing where uh, it's just like, oh, you know, the, the, the colors are just racing around. Um, and there's a slower version of that too, where they're racing around a bit more slowly. And then there's the one where, okay, they're just moving around really slow, which I think is my favorite. But then there's another option as well. Which is oh no we're back we're back to the game. I think there were three or four different uh, animated ways you can go but yeah you can just set this to any color you want it is so cool um, let's it. go for the the Tron color let's get out your light cycles obviously hey Alexa <laughs> turn the lights off hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And here we go um, with just a few little spotlights. I mean, obviously, it's not enough to light up an entire board in a pitchback room like what I've got here. But this is <laughs> so much fun. I really, I, I mean, uh, it was mostly the bag. They said, hey, well, we'll send you out a bag so you can, um, when we sponsor the show, you can show it to people and whatnot. That's really cool. Oh, you have game mats too? Okay, that's kind of nice. I didn't even know about this LED thing, but it's just <laughs> about the coolest thing I have ever seen. Um, I've just, you know, when I'm done filming for the day, I just leave this on. On, um, you know, yeah. when we're walking around in the kitchen, we can say, "Oh, look at all the bright colors in the room and stuff like that." So neat, Alexa, lights on. I love on. it. There we go. Um, I love it. That's yeah. so cool. Very, very so cool. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, something I've never seen as well. That, that's the first time we've seen LED in a, a built into a playground. That's brilliant. Yeah, such a such a clever idea. Um, and like I said, the sponsor of the show, Crafting Kingdoms, is running a game found campaign right now. You can follow the links down in the show notes. Uh, you can order. Uh, you know, like I said, there's the different sizes and colors of the mat. They've got the bag, and one lucky viewer of this show is going to win uh, their choice uh, a mat with or without the LED. I don't know why you wouldn't want the LED though because it's really, really cool, or the Adventurer Bag. Ruel, what do they have to do to win? So, folks, you're going to watch this episode and uh, keep your ears open because one of us is going to say the magic word. Now, Richard alluded to it. He actually said it. The word is Tron. Yes. So you're going to listen for the word Tron. One of us is going to say it, and then what you're going to do is take a note of the game that we're talking about, the game, not the word Tron, and then send that in an email to contest at rotto.com. List the game, and then you know that'll be your entry into the contest, and you'll be able to win. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, and uh, and whoever you are, you will be the envy of all your board game friends. If they come over to your house and you surprise them by turning this thing on, or you take literally a mini convention's worth of games over to their house in a waterproof bag that is totally adjustable to be the most comfortable for you carrying. Really impressed with both of these products, folks. That's Crafting Kingdom. Thank you very much for supporting the show. And Ruel, with that Amazing. out of the way, are you ready to be thankful? I am. I am very thankful for a lot of things. I'm honestly the first thing I'm thankful is just being home. So it's yes, so nice yes, to be yes, home definitely. again. I want to thank everyone who sent messages, uh, public and private, for your support. I really appreciate it. But yes, I'm ready to be talking about games that we're thankful for. And you know, we came up with this idea. This is going to be a different type of list today, friends. Yeah. Uh, this 
this is totally different than what we've ever done here, I think. And uh, do you want to talk a little bit about, about the background as far as the why we came up with it? And everything? Well, it's just, you know, this is the week for Thanksgiving, which obviously is a traditionally American holiday. I know Canada has a similar version at some other time in the year. But I mean, I think all cultures around the world do have uh, time set aside where they, you know, they want to give thanks for, you know, all the good things in their life. And um, this was a bonus episode brought to us by Crafting Kingdom. Thanks very much to them. And it just seemed appropriate to spend a little bit of time not talking about all the latest, hottest games that have come out, um, yeah. you know, or any of that kind of stuff, or oh, all the Kickstarters. But hey, let's just re- reflect. Um, when I start doing it, my my first thought was this is going to be a hard list to me because I'm just going to say my top ten favorite games. But yeah, um, but and I, and I could have done that easily. But that's not really the case because a lot of my games, yeah, I absolutely love them. But I, it's not like I have some kind of really personal connection with the game. And for me, the five I'm going to talk about, they all have a big meaning for me in my life or, you know, the industry or my channel, all kinds of stuff. And I assume the same is true with you. Yeah, that's exactly how I approach it. Like I was looking, you know, I could have just gone with my top, you know, five favorite games as well. But I was like, no, you know, let's let's think, really think about this. And how has has each of these games changed my life, uh, either professionally or personally? So I'm excited to hear the stories behind each of these, uh, the games here. Okay. Well then, okay. Um, without any further ado, let's get going with the top 10 games we're most thankful for, starting with our number 10, Ruel. Yes. What have you got? Okay. Our number 10 is Rap Gods. And oh, this is a game right. that came out a couple of years ago. Um, I backed it on Kickstarter. Well, actually, I got the Kickstarter Deluxe Edition um, after the campaign was over. So Omari Akil, uh, the um, designer of the game, and as you can see there, that's uh, uh, my family and I playing it on the old days of our stream when we first started streaming um, at Live at Five. And oh, that's our, our uh, dog Bruno who passed away. Um, rest in peace, Bruno. But that is Rap Gods. It is the coolest theme. I mean, I love hip hop. I love rap. And if you see there, that is um, a... a a turntable and it's uh, the board and you're basically it's set collection with hand management and I want to say Omar Akil there he is he's ac- he actually in chat talking to us at the time um, during the Black Lives Matters uh, movement he put up the rest of the stock of the Kickstarter that he had and he put it up there and he said hey I want to sell out the rest of these I'm going to donate to Black Lives Matter and it went viral and all of a sudden oh, people wow. were like hey if yeah uh Danny um Quatch was the first one to say hey whatever people uh buy I'm going to match wow. and then basically people were matching the brothers Murph threw him some money I bought a copy and then at the very end of it I think it was Isaac from um Isaac Childress said hey I'm going to uh whatever you guys raise I'm going to match it and he ended up raising like almost $50,000 for Black Lives Matter it was amazing and this I mean, number one, it's, you know, a, a game by uh, a, a game theme you don't see very uh, commonly. You also, you know, th- this is an African-American designer. Yeah. We don't have too many of those. The theme and just the fact that all this money was raised for a great cause. It meant so much to me. It could have easily been my number one. And I, the gameplay, it's solid, folks. Mm-hmm. It's a gateway-ish style game. But you know, these are, this is the game, the type of game that you know, younger generation. I mean, we, you know, we're of a different generation. But I think anyone can enjoy this. It's a really solid, solidly designed game. You're going around the track, uh, trying to you know, collect uh, sets of uh, items, and also you're building your timeline. This timeline is really cool. It's like your rise as a rapper to the top of the rap game. It's so interesting, so thematic. And I love it so much. That's why it's our number 10. It means so much to me, Rap Gods. Wow, that is an excellent one. That is a very, very tough act to follow, quite frankly, I have to say. Yeah, uh, for folks, this is, my number one. Yeah, if this is yeah. the first time you've seen us, our top 10 is actually my top five and Rel's top five, and we just kind of uh, back and forth between them. After we're done with this, we're going to continue filming in the extended edition of our show, which you can hit that eye in the top right corner screen or follow the links down in the show notes. You could just jump right to the end of the show where we will talk about our number 10 through 6. And I have something, uh, I think it was my number um, uh, it, it, it was one of my higher ones on the list that is the same basic idea where the developer came together with the community to try to go just beyond the realm of board games yep. and to really change the world in a positive way. So I've got a couple of those as well although that's an amazing story. I didn't know that about Rap Gods at all. And yeah, um, yeah that's incredibly cool. Number 10. Yeah, very Rap thankful. Yeah, yes. Very thankful now, for that. Okay, let's, let's go move on, on to number 9. To number 9. Yes, 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 yes. Now, this one, let's see here. Where is it? This is a, a smaller story. This is just a personal story. I am personally very thankful for Pursuit 
of happiness. I am really, really in love with this, um, you know, admittedly fairly straightforward worker placement game, um, which is all about a life well lived. It's kind of like the uh, the old, was it Milton Bradley game of life, but turned into yep. a modern Euro where you're doing really smart um, and really interesting worker placement too, because your workers actually represent the passage of time. The more you place your workers, the older you get. And this game, um, you know, charts your, your life from childhood to old age and death. And the reason I'm so thankful, this there's a couple of reasons. One, it is designed by uh, a friend of mine, Dave Chirikop. This was his uh, his first really big hit. And uh, you really kind of put him on the map. And in fact, actually, the success of this game ultimately led him to, uh, with I helped him a little bit, uh, getting a job in the video game industry. He got a job in the video game industry based off the design of a board game he did. And that's always a really personal and powerful thing for me because I know it was like his life dream. He was working as a podiatrist working for the Maltese government, but he wanted to become a video game designer. And I said, well, you publish this. Here's how you pitch it to a video game developer like I used to be to convince them that you're the right man for the job. And it worked. So, you know, for me, it has a really important story there because I love Dave and I'm so happy he went on to be big and successful there. But the other thing I love about this game is the stories it tells. It is rare um, that Jen and I have not played this game with or without any of the expansions that by the end, we're not getting misty-eyed. We're not really starting to reflect on our own lives and our own relationships because this game does everything. There have been... I mean, the, the video I'm showing right now, which is an exclusive uh, video for um, you know Patreon backers of the show, I literally, Jen and I, we had to stop talking near the end because I was describing, well, here, thematically, here's what's happening in my golden, um, you know, the, the golden time of my life, and I'm having one last dance with the love of energy. And I can't talk about it now because I'll start crying. This game wow. really just, I mean, it's a simple worker placement game. It, you could just think about it in terms of, oh, I'm converting one resource into another, you know, whether it's knowledge or, you know, uh, money or whatever it is. Uh, but, I mean, it is, I mean, it, the, 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 this is a game where you don't spend all your time killing or, um, you know, questing, or building. Um, this is a game where you spend all your time living. A life well lived. This game has a real important message, I think, and uh, I absolutely love it, which is why I'm very, very thankful for the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, this this has long been on my bucket list of games I need to play, and you know, I've I love the I mean, I can tell you're getting a little emotional. Yes, and I, I love that. I love the fact that games like like this exist, you know, because they touch yeah. on the. You know, we're not just we're not just like me- mechanically moving stuff around. Not know, there's that. anything wrong with that. I love that. Yeah, same yeah. here. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. But the fact that you know there are stories that can be told. I, yeah. I love you know rap gods are number uh, the number ten. Mm-hmm. Same thing. You're literally telling the story of a rapper's life, going from starting you know as a you know just a street rapper or whatever, and moving on up in the re- record industry and so forth. So pursuit of happiness. I need to play this. It, it looks fantastic. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. All right. Okay. Let's move on to our number eight. Um, excuse me. Our our number eight is going to be coming on screen. Just a second. It is Luzon Rails, and this is a game by Robin David. Uh, it was out on Kickstarter a couple of years ago, and it unfortunately hasn't gone to retail. But I believe there are still copies you can get um, either through him directly or on uh, the secondary market. But this one I'm thankful for because number one, it's set in the Philippines. Oh. Uh, Michelle and I are, yeah, our heritage. We are both Philip, uh, proud Filipino Americans, and there are there are a very small handful of games with either some kind of a setting or even a uh, talking about the Philippines. But this one puts it smack dab in the middle. We are on a big board of the Philippines. This one is actually it's, the board is so big I, I had to turn it sideways to fit it on our <laughs> screen here, um, but. You know, it's a it's a cube rails game, uh, which is I'm an it's I'm a new uh, player of this genre of game. It's not quite 18xx. It's not that okay. heavy, but it is a train game and it is stock manipulation. Ah, oh, so, so it's like a gateway to 18xx. Gateway to it, yes, okay. but it's still it's still a little crunchier than your standard. This is definitely no ticket to ride, folks. This is the next step up uh, past ticket to ride. What I find really clever about this, there are actions that you can see. You can see on the far the right side of the table there. There are action cards you're going to pick. You 
choose an action, take it off board, and uh, after each round, you're going to shuffle them up, and they're going to come out, uh, uh, different ones are going to come out, and you get to play them. You have a few in your hand as well, and what you're trying to do is manipulate stock. You are going to uh, connect routes throughout the Philippines, and then as those get connected, the price is going to go up. So it's that whole, you know, can you manage it to be able to buy low and sell high? That's just like any other stock game, but there are really clever touches. You know, as you're building the terrain, it's going to be tougher to build in certain parts of the Philippines because terrain's going to make it more expensive oh my gosh i love this game i really think um, michelle and i greatly enjoyed this not only because of the theme but also the the gameplay it's smooth silky smooth robin david um he's done a couple other games uh he's done this one he did the very underrated roll and write game called tag city which Mm -hmm. i loved it's like you're a graffiti artist and you're actually you know rolling and writing uh putting together like tetris style pieces he, he's a really, uh, he's a smaller, uh, not as well-known designer, but his games are excellent. And Luzon Rails, if you're looking to get in the train games that are more than just Ticket to Ride friends, this is a good one. And speaking of Ticket to Ride, me and Michelle actually use our Ticket to Ride uh, trains <laughs> uh, just so it's an upgrade. Rather than the cubes, you know, we're like, you know, we can use these here. A little bling, um, doesn't hurt, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's our own way of blinging it out. Um, but again, the theme, uh, I believe Robin, so Robin David is not Filipino himself, but I believe his wife is Filipina. Ah. And um, he actually used a Filipino uh, artist as well. Oh, it just speaks, culturally, it just means so much to me that I can play a game. You know, now I'm getting choked up uh, thinking about, you know, where my folks came. (laughs) You know, they came to the, you know, we love being, you know, we're so proud to be American, but we are also proud to be Filipino. And this is why it means so much to me. I'm thankful for Blues on Rails, our number eight. Wow, that is beautiful. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I've never heard of it, but it sounds really clever. It sounds really Thank cool, you. too. That Thank card yeah. draft that derives that you can do, yeah, that seems really so sharp. Can yeah. folks see I, I this run through on your channel? It is. It's on my. Uh, it was on my Twitch channel. It is on my YouTube channel. Now, here's the thing. It is a three- to five-player game, Ooh. but... But he did include a two-player uh, variant, which works well. Excellent. It works really well. You're basically playing against a dummy player um, and uh, you do actions to block off certain spots. But, oh, my gosh. I was just going to say, I was saying, you know, we're just going to end up crying this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will try to keep it cool, Daddy-O, Same. but we will see. All righty then. <laughs> Well, that was a very number nice number eight. Let's move on to number seven. I think this one will be yes. a bit of a surprise and kind of out of left field. It's Manhattan Project, the Energy Empire, Cold oh. War expansion, specifically. And there's a reason for that. Um, I, first of all, Manhattan Project Energy Empire is just an incredibly rockin' uh, worker placement game. One of the best. In my top 10 worker placement games of all time. In my top 30 games of all time. Luke Laurie and Tom Jolly, uh, a team that doesn't always work together, kind of an oddball team, came together and just made one of the greatest worker placement games of all time. Um, You know, about a theme I love. You know, a bright green future. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for telling a story of being able to move away from, you know, all our mistakes from the past and deal with it. But what really puts Cold War specifically on here, I don't know if you know this, um, Manhattan Project Energy Empire was originally published by Minion Games, which was headed by James Matthey, who was a legend in the industry. Uh, everybody loved him. I mean, he always had time for everybody. He was tr- he was an early um, person trying to help build the board game um, media sphere, trying to create resources so publishers could find new fledgling channels. Just the nicest guy, you know, a real cor- a pillar, a cornerstone of the community. And he sadly died a few years ago, and uh, you know, tragically passed away. And it was after the uh, Manhattan Project Energy Empire Cold War finished its Kickstarter run. And it was like, oh, well, yeah, I guess he died. I guess we won't get that expansion. That's fine. We were not going to complain. Um, we were really excited about it because, you know, this new Cold War expansion adds a bunch of really interesting stuff. Um, and this is not the first time this has happened. But I'm so thankful for this because Grail Games, a great little publisher, small independent publisher in their own right, stepped up took over the project, I am certain, at a pretty big loss at the end of the day, be um, to get it finished and get it into the hands of everybody. I've got my copy of it right over there, because this is one of the last games I ever backed on Kickstarter, and I thought I'd never get it. And, I mean, I'm thankful that I got it now, um, but I'm more thankful to what it represents, because we have seen this happen several times um, when projects have fallen through and other publishers have stepped up and said, we will carry it across the finish line. And I think that is just incredibly beautiful. That is not something you see um, pretty much in any other industry. We are still a small enough niche little hobby that everybody knows everybody by name. And everybody you know, everybody wants to succeed 
succeed, but not at the expense of everybody else. Everybody wants to help everybody else, too. And the existence of this game um, really helps solidify that. It is, for me, a potent reminder of, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the power that board games have to bring people together, not just across the table, but to bring publishers together. Um, you know, Grail Games helped out, I mean, because, um, you know, James' wife's, she, you know, folks, I have no idea what to do, folks. I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss. I've, I've lost my husband. I don't know how to finish this. Um, and Grail stepped up. And here's the beautiful capper to the whole story. This is the box cover. Grail did not put their name on the box cover. Oh, wow. They put Minion on the box cover. And wow. that's just classy. Yeah. That's so, nothing but class. That, yeah. That's that's class. That's, oh. <laughs> well, I didn't know this story. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know the story. That, that was wonderful. What a... Yeah, uh, you know, just thinking about his the, his wife and, you know, what she... I can't even imagine having to go through that. And then, you know, just as a, you know, the final, leg, you know, part of his legacy to yeah, do that. Yeah. It's just so wonderful. And, you know, you're right about the, the board game industry. We're so fortunate to work in an industry where we do know each other by first name. And things like this happen all the time and on a smaller scale basis, you know, yeah. where, you know, publishers work together. And, you know, then we all want each other to succeed. It's not... It really... It's not a cutthroat business. I mean... I, I just, I cannot Yet. take my, you know. It will be I'm someday. For that. I mean, someday Maybe. it will be big enough that, you know, yeah. the tenor changes. But, I mean, we should all enjoy and love. And if ever you are frustrated because you think a publisher has screwed you because they're late on a yeah. game, remember, folks, everybody does this. Nobody does this to get rich. Everybody's doing yeah. it as a passion, a labor of love. And certainly yeah. that's what Grail did, um, getting yeah. our number seven, Manhattan Project Energy Empire Cold Wars into the hands is, like I said, the final legacy for the great James Matthew. That, oh, what a wonderful! Thank you for sharing that. That I d- had no idea, and I think that's just nothing but class. You're, you're right. <laughs> Let's move on to our number six, friends. Okay. Our number six is another surprise. I think Thanos Rising what? Avengers Infinity War. What? Yeah. Why am I thankful for this game? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to okay. tell you exactly why I'm thankful for this game. My my niece is um, uh, MCU fan. She, you know, she's. Um, uh, you know, she's in the MCU. Uh, she, you know, loves playing games with her uncle Ruel, thankfully, you know, uh, still still does. And this game I had a few years ago and I, you know, had it and she's like, hey, uncle, can we play that? I was like, of course. Anytime my, I'm going to, I'll play anything, anytime with my family. And we brought this out and I'm thankful because we had one of the funniest moments. So it's a cooperative game, folks. Uh, you are, you know, playing as the Avengers, trying to beat Thanos. Uh, he's trying to collect the stones. This is a, a, a the Rising series of games by the app. They're wonderful. They have a bunch of different themes. Yes. They have Harry Potter. Yep. They have um, a Star Wars game, which I'm still trying to get my whole uh, hands on because it's not in North America. Oh, really? They also have uh, yeah. They also have a SpongeBob one. But anyways, Avengers. Uh, you're. Uh, I mean, I love the uh, Thanos figure. It's right there in the center. And what you're doing is playing cards and rolling dice. Uh, very simple. Not simple, but. Very straightforward uh, set collection game. You're trying to get them, and then Thanos, every turn, he's going to be moving and attacking and collecting those stones, and if he gets all of them, then you lose. Me and my niece, we played for about 15 minutes, and we got crushed. We <laughs> lost immediately. I was like, and, uh, you know, I wasn't sure if she wanted to play again. She's, you know, we we're both sort of bummed. She's like, hold on, uncle. So she runs out, and I was like, where did she go? She went to get her mom's phone, <laughs> and on her mom's phone, she came back, and she looked it up on YouTube, and she got the Avengers theme music on YouTube. <laughs> A a ten hour mix. I didn't know it was a thing. And she's like, she puts it on, and just that classic theme comes on. And she's like, now we can play. I was like, yes. And sure enough, we got down. I kid you not. The very next day, we crushed Thanos. We beat him. And it was like, I'm thankful for that. That's what you know. Board games are all about that connection. I, I love my. I will never forget that story. You know, she's a big you know a Disney fan. She's you know watched all. She's watching all the stuff I watch. You know. Tron, Star Wars, you know, all yeah. the MCU stuff. I love that we can connect that way, but we can bring that connection over to board games. And, you know, I will always remember, we went one for one against Thanos. We we stopped after that, but I will always have that memory. And that's why I'm thankful for Thanos Rising, because we, me and my niece, beat Thanos. And that's why we're thankful for Thanos Rising, Avengers Infinity War. Hey, Ruel, whatever yeah. it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, there, there's your geek card, folks. If you understood what that meant, let us know down yes. in the comments. You're like, why is Rado saying that? Well, because yeah. we're both. You know, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna answer with, I love you 3000, but I don't want any more tears being shed on the show. <laughs> cool. <laughs> 
But yeah, let's we'll How old is your niece when when this was uh, happening? She is, at the time. She was still in elementary school, I think. Um, so I don't know how old that is. That is um, amazing to me. I mean, so what does yeah. that make her? Seven, eight, and she was able to so, go out and pull up an Avengers playlist for you to play? I, I know. And I was she just is like, a sharp what? little cookie there. Well she, done. She, wow. Yeah, she, yeah, way smarter than uh, I was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she's amazing. So, yeah, that's our number. I, I mean, I, I love it for that moment right then and there. But it's a solid, solid game as well. Really cool cooperative game. Okay, cool. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, cool, cool, cool. Okay. All right, that's beautiful. I have a personal story like that coming up a little bit too. But the next right. one on the list, number five on the list, is another weird one. Another weird, oddball, quirky thing. It's uh, Fire Robbend from uh, Friedman Freeze, 2F Spiele Games. And um, I, would, I would be surprised if anybody watching this says... Oh, right, Fire Robin. Uh, because this was one of, you know, uh, Freedom Freeze, the designer. Oh, man. Still. Uh, okay, this one I'm going to be able to keep it cool on. Um, uh, he's the designer of Power Grid. That's his biggest ga- uh, uh, game to fame. Game name to fame. But ever since Power Grid, I mean, that was such a big success, he has always just been able to do weird, quirky experiments. Every game he puts out, I'm always excited to give it a try. Even when they don't quite hit with us, I'm still like, oh, I'm glad I saw that, because he's just doing re- uh, really interesting off-the-wall stuff. And Feyerabend Fire is no different. Uh, Feyerabend is a German word. It does not have a direct translation into English. Uh, it is the feeling of joy at the end of the day of work. Uh, it's fire robin. It's kind of like the t- a time of day. It's how you yeah. feel at that time. It's when you finally get to go home. Um, of course, it's Love also it. chosen that because every one of his games starts with the letter F. In uh, English, I believe it's called Finishing Time, the English version of it. <laughs> but why I'm excited about this, it's actually right here on Board Game Geek in the description. Workers try to relax in after-hour activities and fight for better working conditions. And this is really just a stand-in proxy for so many games that have come out over the years that are more than just pushing cubes around or rolling dice to slay plastic monsters that actually have something to say, that actually have something to teach. And the thing about this game is, it's interesting, this is a worker placement game. You know, it's a really standard thing where, oh, I've got all my workers, I, you know, one by one put them out on the board, and then eventually I bring them all back, uh, you know, and, and put them back in the supply waiting to go out again, that bringing them all back means going to work. And when you're placing your workers, it's like, oh, I've gotten off work. I can go on vacation. I can go hang out in my apartment. I can do things with my loved ones. Um, and this is a game, you know, kind of like my earlier entry, all about, you know, trying to get away from the rat race and really focus on what's important in life. You know, um, fun, friends, uh, family, you know, experiences. And this game turns that into a fun, crunchy, uh, Euro worker placement style game. And just that would be enough. But one of the actions you can do in this game, um, instead of you know just going on holiday or whatever, is you can when when they come off work, they can go on strike. Uh, and there's this whole little sub game where you can earn these strike tokens, and the more of them you have, they are literally the most powerful tool in the game because they can literally change the nature of the game. If workers come together in this game and are willing to put their own free life. Uh, you know, which is what they're... Oh, I could just go on vacation. I could just, you know, and just go back to my skull-crushing job tomorrow. Or I can actually stop making income, which you stop making money, to instead get the bargaining power that we get through our strike chips and fundamentally change the nature of the game. I love that story that this game tells. Um, and, I mean, this is one of many. I could have easily made this entry this war of mine. Um, you know, I mean, there, there's lots of games. Or Freedom, the Underground Railroad. But I really... This one speaks to me so much because, you know, in our modern day, where you know unions across the board have been just so weakened and you know they're so embattled um, to have a 
game that is an ode, a peon, and is a literal blueprint showing how they can make lives, everyone's life better through um, communal, you know, collective activism. I was just blown away when I played this game. I didn't expect this. I thought this was going to be a silly little game about going on vacation. And it can be, but there's a lot more to it. A lot more in Fire Robin. And I'm just really thankful that Friedman Freeze decided to make such a quirky, offbeat game that celebrates something that's just not as celebrated in our lives as it should be. Oh, wow. What a great choice. Yeah, I've never heard of this game. I, I'm totally interested in it now. I, I love, well, I can't even say the word, but I love that word that it, you know, <laughs> captures that feeling at the end of the day. Finishing time oh, in, is the English. Uh, I, I forget time. who brought okay. it over to, uh, you know, to, yeah. uh, to outside of Germany. Yeah, I love the fact that you you know pick this game that you know you play and it's like oh, okay it's probably gonna be this light little thing but then all of a sudden it has that again a little more depth to yes. it that, than yeah. you expect that's great yep okay uh, great choice let's move on uh, what are we at now our number four uh, this game means a lot to me okay. and I'll tell you in just a second this is an older game called Dragon Run um, I'm gonna mention two names you may have heard them folks Bruno Cathala and Vincent Dutre. Uh, this is a game of featuring uh, Bruno Cathala design. It's a 15-minute game. It's a very light game. Uh, basically, your adventures, and you're going in to loot uh, and trying to avoid being burned to a crisp by the dragon. Um, you're hey, just very pretty dragon. Of, yeah, it is, it's pretty cool. And it's got a really cool dragon meeple as well. Um, it's a very light push-your-luck game. You know, you're trying to see, okay, am I going to get treasures? And who are, at the end of the game, whoever has most, most gold wins. The reason why I'm thankful for this this is the first game I ever played at a game meetup. The first time I went to a game meetup, when I got into the hobby, you know, seven years ago, I just played games at home. I soloed games. I played games with my family. And then I finally got the nerve to go, hey, there's a local meetup at my, uh, at oh my comic gosh. book store. Yeah. I was like, hey, I found it on BGG. There, people <clears throat> meet here. I'm going to go there. I knew no one. I, you know, at that point, I'd played Ticket to Ride, Pandemic, uh, Zombie Dice, and a couple of, you know, Munchkin, stuff like that. And just with I your friends this, and, and family? I no, yeah, just the friends and family. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. I walked in there. I introduced myself. They said, you want to play Dragon Run? It's like, I have no idea what it is. Let's play. And we had a great time. I, and I just, from there, I, you know, I had such a good time. I played that in another game. I started going every week. And once a week, I would show up every week. And I became one of the regulars. And I actually ended up becoming, like, sort of one of the leaders of the group there. Oh, wow. And it's, yeah, and it's because of this game. It was, you know, not only was it, for me, it was easy enough to grasp. Again, I'm going from, like, uh, Ticket to Ride and Pandemic, folks. I'm, we're not heavy games at all. Right. But this one was right around my wheelhouse. And I remember, uh, you know, I look back years ago. What else was everyone else playing? I remember there was a, a couple of guys playing Pan Pathfinder. And that probably might have melted my brain at the time. At the time. So oh, wow. Oh, yes. Yeah. You so could have had a very enough. bad first experience. Exactly. Right. So this is the one that really got my interest. And, in, you know, by this time, and a couple of weeks later, I was playing stuff like um, Euphoria from Stonemaier Games and uh, some other games. So and I also found my first Kinesia game, Samurai, uh, at this meetup. So it's because of this one that got me in. It was, you know, simple enough for me to play. Yet I had fun with it. We, we all had a couple of good laughs because there's different characters that you play. And one of the actions, this is the, the thing that made me laugh. And we always laugh about this because we have played it over the years. There's an action called Cry Like a Baby. So you can either charge in and fight. You can take treasures or you can just cry like a baby and get two gold. And we always crack up about that. We, we reference that in other games. But again, I'm thankful for this because this is the first game I ever played at a game meetup. Dragon Run by Bruno Cathala with art by Vincent Dutre. That is fantastic. I love that. Yeah, and I could totally imagine. I mean, I don't have a story like that because I started playing with Jen, and that's pretty much still what I do to this day. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if they'd been playing Mage Knight or Hansa oh. Teutonica, you, I, you could have I thought, maybe I should just yeah, stick with taken, Michelle and Ticket to Ride. Yeah, I would I would have taken that action, cry like a baby, and then gone home. <laughs> <probably. Exactly. laughs> but yeah, I'm very, very thankful for uh, my first experience with Dragon Run. Well, that is fantastic. Let's move on to another one. Number three on the list is very near and dear to me and my wife, Jen. It's Dixit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's oh, see yeah. here. Uh, here's uh, me and Jen and some friends of ours in Malta playing it uh, for a live run through. I don't. Do I need to describe Dixit? I mean, it's maybe one of the ultimate party games. Uh, yep. You know, somebody 
uh, picks a word that is inspired by one of the cards in their hand. Everybody else tries to find a card that matches that word. We, um, you know, shuffle them all up, reveal them, and everybody tries to figure out, well, which was the one that was mine when I came up with the word sarsaparilla or whatever it might have been. Super simple to play. Um, and the reason, I mean, this is so important to me is not the gameplay, is not the amazing art. Um, it is the fact that when Jen and I were living in Malta, there was a time when um, Jen's folks, uh, her dad and her stepmom, would come over once a year and visit us. And uh, we, as a foursome, would travel all over Europe, and Africa, for that matter. And uh, whenever that was the case, I would always try to take some games to play along. And Dixit, which... Um, if you want to, you can have Dixit be nothing other than just a deck of cards. You do not need the board. You do not need the markers. You just need the deck of cards and something to keep track of score. And, um, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything fancier than everybody just revealing three or one or two. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, any of the fancy components, just the cards. So it was like one of our ultimate, hey, just take this anywhere kind of games. And if we were ever found ourselves in a place where, oh, we're sitting at a table with other people because we're in some kind of tour or something like that, what are we going to do? Well, I've got this deck of beautiful cards. You want to play some Dixit? So, I mean, I have played this game with Jen and her parents so many times, and we have so many fond memories of this from all over Europe and Africa. I mean, we played this on the Matterhorn. We played this on Safari wow. in Botswana. And um, the, the other thing, too, that is so meaningful, I mean, uh, Jen's dad, who um, you know was actually a, an accounting professor, he never really showed any interest in any kind of game, no matter what, which ones I tried that had any kind of real calculations and whatnot, but uh, he just really took to this, and Ed is his name. His brain is so different than anybody else's. Whenever it was his turn to, um, you know, come up with a word and then play the, and everybody's like, every, and we could always tell his, because his was the one card that had nothing to do with the word that he said, inevitably, without fail. And Jen and I still laugh about that to this day. Uh, so we just have so many, um, you know, personal family memories from this game. I could have also, at the same time, I could have put Hanabi in this space as well. It's almost a tie between the two, because that was another great one. And um, But that one led to some frustration, because Ed was never really... You know, he would just give the same clue. Ed, you already told me that, that about that one. You don't have to tell me again, and stuff like that. Whereas Dixit was just about perfect, and um, it's why it is our number three most thankful game of all time. Dixit. I, that's so cool. I love that you have so many different stories associated with one game. And, uh, you know, talking about Gen Z, that, that's fantastic. I, you know, that's that's what we're all about, friends. You know, connecting with each other over at the tabletop over different games. And um, the fact that you play this on the Matterhorn and also in Africa. Yeah. And, uh, that, that's a well-traveled game, my friend. That's yes, great. yes. Oh, yeah, th th those are some beat-up cards. You can tell pretty easily the uh, promo cards we've got or the ones from the expansions compared to the original deck. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Okay, let's move on to our number two game. What do we got? Thankful for. I'm going to assume that you've never talked about this following game on this channel at all. Lords and Ladies. This, <laughs> no, <I have> is, <laughs> this is a card game, and it's sort of got that whole downtown, uh, downtown Abbey uh, feel, you know, upstairs, downstairs, you know, and I am playing the game there with Becca Scott. And Look at you all on. dressed up very fancy with no beard. Yes. It's a fancy game. It's a you know it's a it's all about you know uh, the uh, Brits and uh, their you know social circles and what you're trying to do. Look at you! A, you I weigh like thirty more pounds. Look at that! <laughs> and uh, it, it's a you're trying to grow through generations. Sorry, yes. Talking about uh, the game. Talking about the game. <laughs> you're, you're pairing up uh, you know lords and ladies to increase their family size and their influence. You're trying to marry up socially in order to get more points. You get gold coins. And at the end of the game, whoever has the most gold wins. I, oh, no, I actually think it's a race to 30. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of take that in this game, which oh, you never okay. would have thought. But there is take that. You play gossip cards because the social mm. circles are going to be talking about, oh, so-and-so's got, you know, had a baby out of wedlock and stuff like that. So you play take that cards. The thing, though, that's interesting, if you play a gossip card, someone else has to play the exact same one. Then it then it becomes take that. If it isn't, then it doesn't take um, it doesn't take place. But here's the thing. Why is it my number two most thankful game for? I'm going to tell you this right now, Richard. If yes. it wasn't for this game, I would not be here talking to you right now. Okay. This is the, the first time I ever got on camera to play a game or talk about a game or anything. Um, I was working for Geek and Sundry at the time, but I was a writer. So I wrote articles about games. I 
interviewed store owners, stuff like that. My editor at the time, Terry, shout out to Terry. She said, hey, Ruel, would you ever want to be on Game the Game with Becca? I was like, of course. I mean, you're going to pay me to go hang out with Becca Scott and play games, or you're going to feed me, you're going to play me. I mean, it was this is like I mean, a real on studio, Legendary Studios owned Geek and Sundry at the time. I don't know if they still do, but I went to the studio. I spent a whole day there, and I got to know everyone, and... Becca, you know, we just a wonderful host, wonderful person. I became friends with her and the director, Jake, uh, Jake Michaels. They invited me back several times on the show. Yeah. And it just gave me the confidence to say, hey, I can be on camera. And, you know, I mean, I was nervous as heck. I don't know if you can tell there, but I was so nervous. I, you know, and I was like, just play the game. Enjoy. And, I, you know, it, it's because of that experience. I decided, hey, when the pandemic hit, I asked Michelle and Lauren, you want to live stream games? Wow. And I just... Everything I know about hosting a game, I learned from Becca. I kid you not, because she is a pro. She's oh, a God, pro's yeah. pro. Just, you know, I if I can even do it one hundredth of uh, as good as she did, then I'm doing an okay job. Uh, she, you know, I, I look at her as a mentor. And it's, you know, because of the confidence I built and just the, uh, the fact that they invited me back so many times. And, you know, I was able to say, hey, I'm going to live stream a game now. And I've been doing it for a couple of years now. And so that's why it's my number one game that I'm thankful for, because it put me in this chair right now. Being able to work with you for the last year is because of my experience on Game the Game. Wow. And is the game good? It's it's okay. It's, you know, it's I'm, I'm not gonna try. To, I'm not gonna say it's the greatest game. It's not the the worst game for me. Honestly, the thing that um, is a little and you could fix this. It goes on a little too long for what it is. Okay. It's very light. Mm. It takes. It's about forty five minutes. It should be a twenty minute game. Honestly, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are ways to fix that. We we played the whole game for the video, which is fine. Uh, but the thing that made it a lot of fun was just the role playing. Like you, sure, you're doing, yes, yes, yes. You, you just up get like in the character. Too. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was a lot of fun. So. Um, I you know for a fun light game I, I definitely recommend just you know find a way to shorten it which is just play the fewer points that's wow. all but that's our number two lords and ladies okay that's an excellent one but we saved the best for last I know this yes. is probably be pretty uh, important game for you too but yeah number one do you you know what it is right it's probably not yeah, a big surprise I was gonna put it on my list yeah uh, I was gonna put it on my list but we I haven't knew. figured this out uh, well what do you guess the my number one uh, most thankful game is. Pandemic, right? Hey, good guess. Good guess. <laughs> yep. Um, and, I mean, this is my origin story game. I mean, Ruel just had a couple of, uh, you know, different ones. But, um, actually, I, I, I count like three or so. But this mm-hmm. is the game. Uh, for folks who don't know, you if you do a search on Google for Rotto First 10 Games, I tell the story in great detail about how I was looking for a game for my wife and I to play while we were going to be doing a road trip through France. And I was just looking for a copy of Travel Scrabble. But I accidentally found myself in a game store, Blue Highway Games in Seattle, Washington. And they said, I will not sell you this travel scrabble you tell me who you are what you like and uh, i'll find the right game for you and they gave us pandemic and jen and i we had a great road trip seeing mont saint michel and all kinds of places on the west coast of france but none of that uh held a candle to rushing back to the camper van every night uh to play pandemic and lose again under a fluorescent light and when we got home i mean that just changed the direction of my life completely. That was when I was still a full-time and very ardent video game player and maker. I was a creative director in the video game industry. But within two years, give or take, of playing Pandemic for the first time, I had retired from the video game industry because board games had so thoroughly and completely supplanted any um, uh, love or enjoyment I could get out of playing video games because uh, board games are just so much better uh, for for my taste anyway. And I owe it all to, I mean, I owe it all to just a lucky happenstance that I happened to find that clerk who refused to sell me Travel Scrabble. I did end up getting a copy of Travel Scrabble too, and we did take it and we didn't play it once. I still hold on to it as a representation of the road that could have been. But Pandemic put me on the best road uh, for me and my wife living our best lives. So I am forever, and I've told uh, designer Matt Leacock this in person and embarrassed the heck out of him, um, how he completely, radically changed the direction of my life for the better. And I'll be forever thankful to uh, Pandemic. Never mind the fact that it's absolutely an amazing game, and Pandemic Legacy Season 1, which we're showing here, has also given me the single greatest gameplay experience of any genre of any game type of my entire life. Pandemic, number one. 
Yeah, no, no surprises there. Uh, Pandemic also, folks, real quick, um, I that's the game that got me into the hobby as yep. well. I bought, I watched it on Will Wheaton's tabletop. I said, that looks cool. I bought a game as a present to myself on my birthday. Michelle and I played it. She didn't really enjoy it as much as I did, but I ended up soloing it for a month straight, and that pretty much launched, uh, launched wow. me into the hobby. I, so I this would have so been much. on your list, but you knew it was going to be on mine. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And I, I love that, you know, again, that story. It's the story, the connections, and how your life has our lives have changed you know for the better because of board games there yep. it's just there's something about that you know these little bits of cardboard and dice and meeples and stuff heck they they change our lives and i cannot be more thankful for all of these games so yeah. and you know nothing, nothing too pandemic i'm also thankful that it um is a game what came out what in 2008 2009 that said hey how about we have a game that celebrates something other than um heroes slaying monsters or rich people getting richer which were really, those are the two things you could do. You could be a wizard yeah. fighting monsters, or you could be a captain of industry getting richer. And uh, hey, how about we just be first responders, bravely saving the planet? How about we make yeah. a game about that? Um, yeah. You know, really ahead of its time, pandemic. Seriously, yeah, the true heroes, right? Yes. No, the true heroes of everyday life. And yep, let's yep, put yep. them front and center. I love that too. The scientists, you know, no, yes, yeah, love it. All right, yeah. well, that's it, folks. Our 10 favorite games, or not our 10 favorite games, our 10 games we are most thankful for. And were you listening? Did you hear one of us say the word Tron at some point? Uh, you know, and I put on the Tron colors. Let me go back over yes. to the overhead view Perfect. one more time. <laughs> I've got I've got mine set to Tron. Um, uh, so we, we, it's not now that we're saying Tron, but on one of those 10 games, Ruel or I said Tron, and if you heard it, then send the name of that game as the subject to contest at rotto.com um, to win either this awesome mat with the LED stripes. Let me turn the uh, sparkly lights back on uh, just to celebrate a little bit more when they start animating. <laughs> there we go. Um, or, or, let's not forget... This absolutely amazing! One of the best gamer bags I have ever seen with all the flexibility it has. The Adventurer, um, with the way that you can actually strap your game mats on, the way you can reconfigure the straps so they work for you better, the endless amounts of storage and sub storage and sub storage that it has, the waterproofedness. Um, a lot to be thankful for right there from a sponsor of the show, uh, Crafting Kingdoms. And if you want to win this or that, folks, uh, get that email going and uh, send it in, uh, the name of the game in the subject, and we will enter you to win on the next time we film an R&R show. And, oh, by the way, I should say, by the way, folks, if you're looking at it now, you're saying, hey, why don't I see them now? Remember, my camera, it's, my camera is low so that I'm kind of above it. This is like... If you are, if you have your eyes down like this, you can't really see the color around. But if you're sitting up or standing, I can see it just fine. So just wanted to mention that. That's why I had the overhead camera so you could see. Um, phew. Well, yeah. are we Dunsville? We we are Dunsville for now, and um, we just want to say thanks again to everyone for joining us. And if you celebrate, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes, definitely. And. Um, if you would like a little bit more, folks, hit that eye in the top right corner screen or follow the links down in the show notes to go to the extended version of this. You will be able to skip to exactly the end of this show because right now we're go we are leaving this show behind, but in the extended version of the show, we are telling um, our, our other top 10, our numbers uh, six, uh, 10 through 6, and then that man is actually going to be live streaming Helionox Chronicles, which is uh, ending its run on Kickstarter very soon. So if you want to check that stuff out, you'll be able to see all of that. But that is it, folks. Thank you, Ruel, for being the best co-host ever. Thank you, audience, for being the best audience ever and for supporting the show. And of course, thanks to a sponsor of the show, Crafting Kingdoms. Have a very nice day, everybody. Talk to you later. So long. Bye-bye.